all right, we're here. We were in the middle of of a stunning conversation before I pressed record. I got compelled to to rush it along. Uh, but yeah, the surviving golf casting couch continues tonight with uh, a very anticipated guest. Um, the man needs no introduction, but I will give him a a brief intro. <laughs> this is this is a uh, the the Sharps cover newsletter author. This is the shadow commissioner of the oft written about WN. FFL. Uh, this is the man, the myth, the legend, SJ. Welcome. Welcome to the pod, dude. Thank you, Eddie. That's probably the best introduction anybody's ever given me. So I appreciate it. Yeah, no, you uh you're you're the inspiration for the newsletter. So I feel like I owe you, I owe you a ton. Uh, thank you. Well, you know what? You've done a great job with this entire media venture with now you guys are on more channels than I am. And uh I sincerely enjoy the recaps of the games that we play. I enjoy your predictions for golf and for football. Uh, yeah, you guys have both done a great job, you know, kind of getting this thing off the ground and keeping it going. Yeah, I love Thank it. you, yeah. Yeah, we, we we both enjoy doing it for sure. But, um, yeah, the flag football thing that you guys have is is very cool as well, just to be able to get that many guys. You know, we not to – spoil or give too much away but this past weekend was um a great time and and just to be able to get that many guys to to commit and, and come and play um what was should we start cool, so. should we start with like a recap of because i think yeah, so Eddie, yeah. you had questions and the people yeah, the people want to hear that i do i do have questions <laughs> and yeah the, the right. whole written recap will come tomorrow morning in the newsletter uh, in this part of the podcast, by the way, for those of you who didn't play, maybe a little incestuous. So feel free to hit the the plus thirty button until we stop talking about our lost lost glory. But this is I wanted a little Q and A because for those who weren't there and didn't participate, uh, myself and Kevin on one team, SJ on another team, it, yeah. it was a a semi one sided affair in our favor. And yeah. Uh, yeah. They never really felt that close. Like there was a little moment in the second half where I was like, maybe we're gonna get back into it, but that that touchdown on fourth and goal in the in the third quarter, that that one really hurt. That that was when I f- felt like it was gonna we might not have enough time, and we didn't. Yep, that's uh, that is that is what it felt like. It it didn't ever feel like we were in in danger of losing. I do know <laughs> that. Uh, we were we were playing ourselves just as much as we were playing you. Uh, there were there were multiple team members who uh, outwardly stopped trying to make the game a little more competitive. Wow! Wow! You know what? Uh, can't be saying that on a podcast. That's bad I, advertising. It's it's uh, that's why you build twenty eight nothing leads so that you can have those conversations uh, about about how much effort you should give. But I want to start right at the beginning. Uh, okay. I thought I thought when I saw the teams drafted. Your team featured uh, a ton of size and a ton of strength, and I feel like maybe there was a miscalculation into what field we were, pl- we were playing on. I felt like you drafted a team from Mount Hope, and unfortunately, we went to the speedway of of North <laughs> Providence. We needed I don't... grimy, muddy, you know, heavy grass there. Look at other stuff. No, I, I think that the team was built in all the right ways with one significant miscalculation. Alex DeLuise came out on fire. I mean, he was throwing dimes to you guys. And, you know, granted, Kev, you burned me on that one play where you caught, I think it was your first touchdown. By the way, also, Kev, you got, like, no love on the MVP conversation. You had a great game. 
after <laughs> after that was brought up it sort of dawned on me like ah damn like that's that's uh that's on yeah I, i'll be honest when i you know walking back to the sideline as the game was ending i was yeah the thought was in my head that i might be in the mvp consideration but i wasn't gonna i wasn't gonna say anything myself well, you can't nominate gonna, yourself no, no I, I, was, I wasn't gonna say anything but. i think that if like you know and i'm not trying to like stir up shit among the podcast hosts here but if my <laughs> co-host and teammate didn't nominate me after I caught two touchdowns in the game and he was on my side. I'd have questions. That's all I'm saying. I, I, some questions. I regretted that. I regretted not I regretted not speaking up. I I try to lay low in any administrative decision at those games because sometimes tensions run pretty high. So I just like to stay in the background. That's an and, area where you can get a little bit more involved, though. The MVP yeah. nomination process, because it's only going to ever be the quarterback. It. I, I yeah. regret it in retrospect. Yeah. But I, think you know, are, I think you owe Kevin apology. <laughs> Kevin, I'm sorry for not bringing no, it up. Ed, I'm sorry Ed, for no, no, apo- no apology necessary. I, listen, I'm a team guy. I'm happy we got the team win. But, but SJ, to your point, your original point, uh about alex dropping dimes and, and i said this to alex face to face so I'm, I'm happy to repeat it on the pod here but uh, his his quarterback play improvement from this most recent game to the previous yeah. game that we played was yes. stag staggering night and I think, day i think the, i think the difference honestly i think the difference so it was like mac jones in 2023 versus <laughs> mac jones in 2021 i mean just <laughs> from from absolute can't start to pro bowler yeah and on the other side you know I'll, I'm calling out like Matt Jose was rusty. Like he, I have yeah. never seen him more inaccurate and just not, you know, I was watching the recap of the videos though. He, he still got his legs. Like he was moving yeah. when he had a scramble, but you know, he looked, he looked like a, you know, father of two who hadn't played a game in six months. No. Yeah. I, so the same thing, and you know, these are my thoughts coming in, you know, going into the game, I was thinking like, you know, you know, Matt Jose is back. Like, and I, and I remember him from, from games past and, and how talented and how good of a quarterback he was. And yeah, and thinking that Alex was maybe going to play the other side. I was like, man, I hope I'm on Matt's team. And then, and then, and then like the game yeah. sort of played out and I was like, wow. Yeah. He's, he's missing. missing and you know, I mean, Practice makes perfect. Chris, Chris and Alex have been running routes, like getting ready for this. And it showed. And I don't think Matt had thrown a football until he stepped on the field. And it showed, you know, it's especially as you get older, it gets harder to just kind of pick up and do it. And you always end up seeing like, you know, what, what most of the guys in the league now are well into their 30s. And there are like this small group of like high schoolers that are now coming up and they can all just roll out there. On, a, on an average Saturday or Sunday, play and tomorrow go do the same thing. And they're not sore at all. And for me, like I have to train for a month leading up to the game. <laughs> I have to be running routes. Otherwise, I'm going to pull a hamstring or some other muscle or worse. You can't just like roll out there and just expect that you'll be able to, you know, run an in route or cover somebody who's doing, you know, a post corner and your body be able to kind of keep up with it the way that you expect. Um, and then likewise coming out of the games, you know, I got to roll out on a foam roller. I've got to stretch. <laughs> it's like Honeywell was saying, we should have a team stretch at the end of the games. We totally should. I, I agree with all of that. I told you guys off camera and I'll say it here. I am like debilitated from last game. It's the only time I think in my life that I, I attempt to reach full speed. There's just like no other yeah. to like run. So this is like the only like true sprinting that I, I do into your point. Like it is fragile back there. Like everything's got to be primed. 
it's got to be stretched out. It's got to be warmed up or else it's, yep. it's a snap coming. Uh, yeah. but I got a, I got a dish on that too, since we both got some in and he'll get dished on and written form tomorrow. And I think it should be taken as a compliment because like it was so far below his expected performance that it's just, it's not what he's known for. Like he never misses open guys. Like I don't, his, I, was, that I would was say blowing up tomorrow efficient. It's like, it's always super efficient, but yeah, like, yeah, no, I I, say, I like all the turnovers, all the missed receivers, like, it's yeah, very uncharacteristic. Well, I mean, yeah, we that what did we have three. There was that back to back to back interception situation <laughs> that was not our best moment as a league. Um, but right. yeah, both, I mean, it both teams, both teams, yeah, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it was it was uh, it was a tough game. You know, it's always tough when you're when you're down four scores or i think we were yeah we were down four scores at one point you know that's yep. hard to come back from but everybody had fun nobody got seriously hurt um yeah the uh the tradition continues and i'm just looking forward to the day that actually no what am i saying i'm never gonna actually stop playing i hope i don't but you know there is there is a definite opportunity for those of us who no longer can run around like that uh to be able to coach and i'm looking forward to to those days as well. Yeah, we've never actually had formal coaches and, and offensive coordinators. That would be an interesting wrinkle to these games as to have I think I, I tell people that's what they should do. You know, like if somebody doesn't want to play, somebody can't play anymore, they say they can't play anymore. I got a buddy, Matt Parsons. He probably listen will listen to this. Like, I'm like, dude, you should just come out and be an offensive coordinator. Like, watch what's happening, make changes, make subs. You know, like we're at that level where we have enough players that that is an element that we could add to the game and it would you know, it extends every participation and not for nothing, but Kev on that play where you burn me, you know, as you get older, technique becomes more and more important. And as soon as the play snapped, I, I was up on the line, right. You remember this and I jammed you and then you shed that easily. And then you shed it to the inside. I was like, fuck, you had the inside leverage on the entire way. And I was like, this is bad. And then you broke it into a post. I was like, this is worse. And there was a moment where I was like, maybe, I can run a little faster and close the gap, but the cost benefit ratio was not there. And I didn't think Alex had the, had the accuracy. I was wrong. And he just, yeah, he dropped that like 25 yarder right in your hands. I'm like, fuck that one's on me. Yeah. 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 No, I, um, yeah, that was, that was a, a big play for me. I know you, you did jam me at the line. Um, but yeah, once once I was free of that, I felt like pretty confident that I could just kind of streak across the the middle there and put my hand up and, and hope that Alex could could hit me. But that was also uh, the first play of the game where I went to cover zero as defensive coordinator. So there was nobody in that area for you. It was just a perfect route against our coverage. And right. you know, I, I can still get out there and I can still I can still run, I'll generously call it. Uh, Cause I see myself on the videos and I can't believe how slow I am, but what it is is more than my physical body. It's just, I would rather be able to play the next game than try to run a little bit harder and maybe make the play. That's just where I'm at. You know what? If that affects my draft, hundred percent. <laughs> oh, I think, yeah. I think that's the smart way to play. Like I think there are four, five plays maybe per game that you realize in, in most games, not in this one, but in most games, like you're like, okay, this is like an actual big play right now. Like a, a game deciding moment. There's maybe to, one playoff season where I feel that way. <laughs> Not got a really high bar. <laughs> yeah, I I know which, but there, you gotta you gotta keep it in the tank until until a proper moment, and it can't like you can't be anywhere near a hundred percent every play at this age. So, so I, 
as so as I'll give you a little credit here. I um I one of the first memories that I have of you, I think I might have told Eddie this story once or twice, like way back, but I don't think I've ever told like hardly anybody this story, honestly. Uh, so I have a vivid memory of, uh, I believe you were a peer minister at Hendrickin. Is that, is that correct? Oh, wow. This is going way back. <laughs> yeah. 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 So we did, we did uh freshman year. We would do these like retreats where basically we would go to where, yeah, I don't even know where we went, but we would do these activities for the day. And, and I guess we had some free time. So we played like some football. Yeah. And I think you were a senior at the time. We were freshmen. And um I was very small as a freshman. I was probably maybe like, you know, five five foot two or something. But um I remember going out for a pass and and the ball like looking up in the sky and seeing the ball in the air and and thinking in my head that I was gonna be able to jump up and catch it. And then all of a sudden, like this like just kind of shadow comes from like behind and you just like oh like overpower and just like jump over me and I just get knocked down and and, and in the dirt and you and you run the bat the ball back for like a pick six, I think. But as you're coming up behind me, like catch the ball, I remember hearing the words Papa's here is what you said. <laughs> And you caught the ball and ran it back. And I was like, oh man, like I just I just got dominated. <laughs> That's it sounds like that was, my first, that was uh, my first my first memory of you. So and we are still playing football today. <laughs> yeah, like 20 years later. Yeah, you, didn't, you didn't hit him with that as the ball was being delivered to you. Seriously. Yeah, the game on Sunday. No, 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 There's no, a time. Well, now you can. I'll, I'll I'll remember the reference. I don't remember that, but I love that. That's <laughs> no, I knew though. I knew you wouldn't, but for me, it was it's a vivid memory. <laughs> oh man, yeah. You know, you I, I can't imagine breaking on a ball and catching it and making it hurt. Like everything that you just said, I can't imagine myself doing anymore. Uh, I but think I, I wait. Young. If I could do it then, I can do it now. Right. No, you definitely can. I think I weighed like mm. 90 pounds soaking wet at the time. I think it would take a similar type of not just that version of Kevin, Mc, Kevin McDonald, but everybody on the field being that same size. And then maybe, <laughs> maybe I could do it. But again, cost benefit ratio of running that fast doesn't sound doesn't sound worth it. <laughs> yeah. uh, love it. I love it. I remember that story. When as you were telling it, I forgot what like the mo what the punchline, what the climax was, but always, <laughs> always worth it. That's back when I knew you as Steve, not not SJ. I yeah, was, I went through a little of a rebranding issue. I was I was SJ always growing up. And then I got to high school and I like wanted to be Steve because I felt like it sounded more grown up and then to compound it at one point during football practice our first week trying out for the varsity of sophomores um I made a tackle and the coach was like what's your name and I was like Steve Pedrudi and he's like Steve Pedrudi that's a good linebacker name and I was like thanks coach and it's just like <laughs> from then on I yes, like, I'm I did Steve. it I and then I realized you know, I, I always also felt like SJ was just this kind of nickname of convenience because my parents lazily had named me after my dad. I didn't realize until I was in college, I was like well into college that they told me like the story of my name, which is that when they were dating, my parents would like talk about this like fictitious kid that they would have someday. And they called him SJ too. And so when I was actually born, they couldn't think of another name except for this name that they'd always had that they kind of playfully referred to their unborn child as, and that's why I'm named SJ. Uh, and when I realized that, that was when I felt like I really loved that story. And it kind of connected to me finally for like the first real time. And yeah, I was like, I was out of college and I went to Disney and I was like, call me SJ. And I was professionally SJ again. 
And slowly I kind of reclaimed the nickname, but anybody who knows me from high school or college and like kind of that's where they knew me and we've lost touch since then, they'll still call me Steve. Um, so yeah, I have a weird lineage of my name. <laughs> nice. It's like the alter ego. All right. Yeah. The eras. I don't know. I've never, I've never told that story on air before. So that's, that's as nice that you're recording it. Nice. For posterity. Yeah. It's in it's in the record for the tens tens of listeners that are going to be. <sighs> no man, posterity. Maybe this like podcast will catch on in like a hundred years. It'll be like that would be wild. these guys from New England. <laughs> yeah. Time capsule. I feel like that happens. That time capsule. You never know. You know. Uh, Just look at suits and how popular they are on Netflix these days. Very true. Show I haven't seen, but neither have I. What comes across my Netflix like every every single day to on my way to. Oh something. yeah, the algorithm wants you to watch. Yeah. All right, you ready to get to the main event here? We uh, yeah, I gotta be, I gotta be honest. I haven't looked at the lines at all, but I figured that would be fun to do live. Nice. Um, just gut reactions. Just kind of, you know, I, I've, I mean, I watched the games and I've, I've listened to a few pods and you know, try to like, I've started my process. The other thing too is like you mentioned Sharp's cover. I still have to go and write all the matchups for each one of these games, and that is generally more time consuming than. I ever give it credit for as I'm writing them. Um, what is it? It's like 9.30 already. Yeah, it'll take me like three hours to finish writing them. And it's wow. a labor of love. But I also find it helps with research on like, okay, what actually is happening with these teams? Because so much changes week to week. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, I was telling Kev before you came on, I think I'm on a four and four and 12 stretch right now gambling so Oof. i think everything that i think i know probably wrong um and i think you know looking at your write-ups i get a sense of of who you like but i'm excited to see it be put put in practice with something on the line your rep your reputation on the line um i will i will definitely like write on a slant and but there's just some divisions that i don't have a feel for at all like the nfc south i tend to stay away from it but the nfc north i feel like like I was on the I was on the Packers last week and was like they're playing well. I bet they go into the and just you know keep the Lions close and you know, sure enough they did. Um, so that's kind of how I find like the course of the season goes for me is that like I'm just naturally more interested in certain teams and certain divisions. Like I think the NFC North is really interesting, right? Like the Lions being like kind of this they're rolling, but they've been playing kind of bad lately, you know. And the Packers are playing really well, and you got the Vikings in there that like. We're upstarty, and then Josh Dobbs crashed back to earth on Monday night, and it feels like kind of like the league's caught up to him again, you know. And I heard somebody else say this, but they're like, they should just let him. They should just not give him a playbook and just let him run around out there because that's sort of where he's at his best. Um, who did they beat in that Vikings game? Or when when Dobbs came in, he was like five days off of Falcons, playing in Minnesota. Right? It was the Falcons, yeah, which makes sense. The Falcons stink. But I was on, on them last week to watch that that game. And it was like you said, like everything that had been said negatively about him, which is why he bounced around for so long, all came to a head at once. I was stunned yeah. to see that. But he, he's still a comp. I mean, like he's going to be the richest backup probably in the league next 100%, year. 100%. And until, until um, Jones signs for the next 10 years as a backup. I, where do you think he's going to go? Like, I'm so curious. Like, I, I can't wait to see him get out of New England. Like, I think everybody wants him out of New England, including Mac Jones. But yeah. It'll be interesting to see him in a different uniform next year. Yeah, he's probably included with a Belichick trade that everybody's talking about. But I don't think I don't think Belichick's going anywhere. I, mean, I, I hope, just I hope you're I hope you're right. 
I'm on the as as I always say, if if thirty maybe let's just say twenty five other franchises would give anything to have your coach coach their team, probably should not move on from him. So that's what yeah. I'm I mean, I have a hard time accepting change with it. I finally bought my first Patriots jersey this week. Oh, that's a risk, it is. risky business. Um, mm, counterculturalist. No, Armour. Ryland? No, the only jersey that I felt was fitting of this team and this era of post Brady, and as I'm starting to like get prepared for the like the eventual departure of Belichick, yeah. strange six, strange sixty nine. Oh, nice, love it, love it. <laughs> it's like an all time. That's an all time jersey. It is. It is. I mean, he might not be on the team in two years, but the no, he might not. But whatever. that's. That's how you have to buy jerseys. Yeah, yeah. You have to buy them so that they are like built in timeless. Like the only Red Sox jersey I own, as a lot of people who know me know, is a Jose Canseco jersey. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That was a good era. The ultimate journey. The ultimate journey, man. I can, uh, well, I can tie in to that Patriots discussion because my first and most confident pick of the week, not that there's any like confidence level on these, but is the Chargers uh, giving less than a touchdown against the Patriots. Um, I was telling Kev off air. I don't know if anybody that sets these lines has watched the Patriots play the last two months, um, but the Chargers can score more than 10 points. And I think that pretty much locks them into covering uh, the six that they're giving. So um, I love that play. Uh, I would love to see the Patriots continue to lose and, and, you know, get this draft position. But I truly think there's just no way that this offense can score 21 points. So if if I can count on the Chargers for that, which I think I can, I think I'm safe there. So I hate to do it, but off off the pass this week. Yeah, tough one there. I don't know. Uh, I I wanted to to be on a side in that game, um, and I just couldn't couldn't pick one, so I, I, I stayed away. But I I will also disclaim this. There is only one team in the league stupid enough to lose to these Patriots, and it probably is the Chargers. So right. I'm not not like a hundred percent confident in that because this could be a game that we somehow win, which would be so stupid. Right. But yeah, if there's one team the, that the Chargers just also don't cover like numbers right. like their job, but yeah, yeah. But who knows? I hate I hate picking for or against the Patriots. I just feel like I'm too clouded with emotion, so. I don't. I don't even do it. I don't even look at that line. But I've, I mean, yeah, I I'd pretty much pick anybody at this point to cover over the Patriots. And Chargers got an offense, so I think I've I bet on them it. close to every week, and I've gotten them wrong near a hundred percent of the time. So just that's 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 the feel that I have on this team. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's you got too too many emotions going on. Yeah. Um, do you think that's a Bailey Zappi line or a Mac Jones line, or they don't care either way? <laughs> I don't think it matters. Yeah, I don't think they care. <laughs> All right. I'm hoping it's a Bailey Zappi line, by the way, because he's the only quarterback in the league worse than Mac Jones somehow. So if he if he starts, I feel like it's literally a lock for me. <laughs> All right. Who wants it? All right, S, you want it? No, first I'm still game. looking for like the first time. So you guys, you guys all right, know. I will take. I'll go with my first pick here. Um, I think this line, the the way this line was set, a little bit overreaction to 
um, Thanksgiving. So I'm going to jump back on the Lions. Um, I know they're on the road, but um, giving four only to the Saints, I think, is uh, is kind of a short number. So I'm going to go with the Detroit Lions minus four on the road. I love that. I looked at that exact line. Um, that exact side it's on turf which is great so the lions shouldn't care but it just felt a little fishy to me so i i got off of it the lions have had a little whiff of fraudulence the last two games yeah. specifically yeah. So the, the saints the also s- saints have some uh injuries also right receiver yeah. injuries i think yep. they have uh, nobody yeah not, no one to throw to right yeah but yeah we'll see i don't i i I'm a believer in Detroit. I, I agree they've looked fishy the last couple of weeks, but um, I don't know. I'm thinking, looking for them to right the ship this week. We'll see. Like it. I, I I hate taking. I hate being favored on the road. It's such, like yeah, and that's a more than a field goal spread. Like that's just an ugly number for me. Yep. And you know, it's hard. It's hard to cover on the road. I don't like being favored on the road. I just yeah, I would stay away from it, but. I agree with you, Kev. I, I do think that like the Lions are probably undervalued there. They're gonna come in and you know, Dan Campbell's gonna have them all rah-rah. The Saints have no one to throw to. Their defense is okay, but like Ben Johnson should be better that I mean they should definitely win on the road. I like them to, you know, I'd actually say in the Sharps cover pool, that will probably be one of my picks. But, you know, like like Eddie said, that they could be frauds. They also could have a bounce back game, which is what they desperately need. Yeah. I like them to win. I, I don't know if I like them to cover four and a half. I could see a backdoor field goal ruining your day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why it's four and a half. Tap, four. It's happened before, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, like I said, I haven't done a ton of like research yet on all of this. Um, but I would say that the two that kind of jumped out at me as I was just kind of quickly scrolling was, and the one there was one that I liked, and then there was one that I was like, huh? That's different than I would have expected, but um, I like the Cardinals to cover five and a half at Pittsburgh. I just feel like Pittsburgh, I know they got a lot of yards in the, without their offensive coordinator, but I, I just don't see them scoring that many more points than any, than, than another team is, you know, the, yep. there's Kenny Pickett's still not great. It's not great. He's not good. Um, who knows what Deontay Johnson and what was going on with that, but like that's something that as a fantasy that owner was phase, crazy. That was crazy. I'm concerned about it was in and you heard about how there was he got into a locker room altercation yeah. after the game. Yeah. So, you know, and I know Tomlin's a great coach and he's got them, you know, he can keep his guys in line. I mean, how he kept Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown and Ben Roethlisberger all yeah. productive while they were all in the same locker room, I have no idea. But I don't know. I mean, I think the Cardinals are kind of resurgent. Jonathan Gannon is a weird dude, but he's a good coach. He coaches a good offense. I can just see the Cardinals like keeping it close and Kyler's playing really well. So that that's that's probably gonna be my first like most confident pick. I'm with you on that one, S. I, I also have the Cardinals. Um yeah, I I agree with everything you said and and also just the, like the yeah, the style that the Steelers play. I just don't I think it's gonna be very difficult for them to win a game by you know, more than six points. I just, just the way that they score and, and, and um, yeah, I, I just see, don't see them. It's difficult for them to blow out teams, I think. So um, yeah, I'm on the same side. Cardinals plus what do you got? We got five and a half. I got five and a half on FanDuel right now. Yeah. yeah. I, I like that side as well. I'm not taking it officially. Uh, I, one of the credos that I have for myself 
going forward because of my cool streak is that I'm just not going to pick really bad teams. But I do think the Steelers suck. And I think the Cardinals are frisky. I could definitely see them covering that line, but I just I'm gonna stop picking teams that aren't aren't going to win these games for a couple of weeks to see if it turns my favors. But yeah, Steelers reek to me of a wild card team that loses by three touchdowns in the first round uh, of the playoffs. But yeah, I mean the fact that we're even talking about them getting into the playoffs. I mean their defense is nasty, but yeah, um, yeah. Kenny Pickett out, out games in every Pickett's- single game. He's not good. I mean, that. so, yeah, I mean, all of the money is on the Cardinals right now to cover. I'm looking at it on on action. So makes sense. One of the things that I've, I did Eddie when I was in a cold streak is I I changed up my, my methods a little bit. Yeah. So I was looking at action a lot and I was like really heavily factoring, like, where's the money, where are the sharps? And I stopped doing that (laughs) and it's, it it has helped. Um, It's just it's been a funky year for bets. Really has, yeah. It's 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 been uh, I, like I said, I, I changed up one thing. I'm gonna keep keep on some other things that have gotten me in trouble. But uh, yeah, I said I wasn't gonna gamble on bad teams. Um, but my next play is on a bad team record wise. But I just don't think they're bad. Uh, the Jets plus two and a half at home versus the Falcons. Um. I'm counting on the Aaron Rodgers practice videos to get this team inspired to make a late season run. I still think the talent they're wasting is ridiculous. And I, I, I hate Atlanta. So I just like in a team of, in a game of low scoring offenses, at least the jets can don't have to outscore somebody to, to win this game. Uh, and honestly to win it outright would be fine. But yeah, last chance to see Aaron Rodgers. If they lose this game, it's probably a wrap on that whole story. So that's that's sort of a play for that as well. Are they still in playoff contention? I I mean, it's they're four and seven, I believe. So I, yeah, it's going to take a little something. But that last wild card spot right now, I think, is six and six, right? So it's not a lot of football left. Yeah, you got I, like you got. I the... also am on the Jets. Ed. All right. All right. Yep. I don't hate that. I mean, I think that, yeah, I like. I mean, the Jets have a better defense than the Falcons do, and they're two and a half point favorites at home. Uh, underdogs. Yeah. They're underdogs at home. Yeah, underdogs at home. Uh, yeah, they're getting yeah, two like and a half, and I think, and I think the, the the Falcons need to be able to run the ball, right? And I think if you're confident in the Jets being able to do one thing, it's it's stop the run. So um, I think they'll be able to kind of shut them down there. They obviously can't score a lot of the they can't score a lot of points themselves. The total is at is set at 34 for that game. That's <laughs> yeah. I can't believe the so I know I know that Zach Wilson sucks, but watching Tim Boyle last game, I'm just like, oh man, <laughs> like this is can't you just keep Wilson in there in the hopes that he makes like just one good throw a game? Whereas this dude <laughs> cannot make any good throws a game. His career touchdown interception uh tops touchdown interception ratio now i think college and the nfl is something like three and 15 or something it's yeah it's insane <laughs> yeah he was a bad college player who somehow That's ended up in the be- like a horrible college but it's just it's so odd i mean it just shows just how desperate they, the teams are for competent yeah. quarterbacks that they're willing to take a flyer on a guy like that um yeah. Makes Show you wonder. Wilson you know, RG three keeps talking about how he should. You know, he's Come he's on. like ready to go. He yeah. keeps 
keeps asking for an audition and nobody <laughs> nobody's giving it to him but maybe he, they should think about it. he needs to be stopped yeah. <laughs> too much <laughs> too much on social you think media. there's been a meeting at espn <laughs> with him and they're like listen robert no they're like we're putting no, yes espn is definitely like dude like we need more of this like, yeah, we're like putting you in everything. Yeah. <laughs> ramp it up yeah <laughs> all right kev you go ahead i I'm going to put myself on mute so I don't, you can't hear me like get my grill ready, but I'm making a steak for dinner. So yeah, we um, saw that. Yeah. I also, if you guys hear some like grinding of salt in the background, it looks like SJ is preparing some fine. I fine don't often meats. cook, but when I cook, I cook while I podcast. Nice. <laughs> nice. nice. All, right. All right. So yeah, I'll, I'll go. Um, you know, every, this is probably one of the most staggering or uh, I'll say telling lines that I've seen um come out just at like first glance and i'm wondering i know sj you had mentioned um looking at one of the lines and and being sort of curious about it but yeah this looking at this eagles 49ers line like all right eagles at home 10 and 1 like getting three points i i just don't um i i think it's number one very telling that that whoever is in charge of making these lines just doesn't think that the eagles are, are that good um as their record shows and also i mean it's a it's a sort of some praise on the 49ers i guess just to put them in that spot um i went back and forth on this one a million times um but i'm gonna take the 49ers minus three wow yeah little little scary obviously being on the road given points but um i think this is just sort of a statement game um for them to show that that they're probably the best team in the NFC and, and the Eagles are sort of um not that. So we'll see. I'm I'm on the other side of that one. Uh I the entire intro you could have taken out of my mouth. Like I saw it. <laughs> A 10 and one team at home as an underdog is just blatantly disrespectful. So yeah, give me give me the Eagles there just based on the line. I do think they win this game. Uh 49ers are super legit. But this level of disrespect is just not something I'm prepared to take uh, right now. So um, until until I see differently, until a ten and one team is is not a ten and one team, they can't be underdogs at home. So yeah, give me the Eagles, and I like them to just win that game too. I am curious if you've watched the games, Eddie, with the Eagles lately. The, I have they have I been have. playing so bad? Yep. I mean, they should have lost to Buffalo. That was yep. a game that they should have lost. I I don't know. I, I mean, I I hate, again, I hate taking points. Having to give points on the road is tough, but San Francisco's playing really, really well. Yep. The Eagles are not playing well. And, like, Dallas shredded them. Like, Dak tore them to shreds. Their, their linebackers and secondary suck. They can't cover anybody. I know. And so if I know all of this. <laughs> I, I'm kind of talking myself onto Kevin's side here. I mean, I, I generally will avoid watching those games because I'm already like, this is a tough one. Although I, the more I talk about it, the more I do like San Francisco here. But they're already so packed with action. They're already going to be high levels of of excellence in terms of the competitiveness and the gameplay. But I, if I were going to pick one, I think I, I think I, I would take the Niners. I just. They're playing really well. Philadelphia is not playing really well. I think Jalen Hurts is actually kind of hurt. And I think that their secondary and their linebackers won't be able to keep up with Shanahan and the offensive scheme that he's got in mind. And Trent Williams is playing, right? 
He is playing. I got that Trent Williams tip from you, so yeah. I'm surprised that you're going against him. He's the, he is he's the best, like the best player in the NFL, uh, low key. But yeah, I I agree I agree with all of that. I'm gonna steal a Jalen Hurts take that I heard on another podcast um, that I sort of believe in. Like he's probably my favorite, like non-patriot in the NFL right now, and I feel like he's on the very short list of quarterbacks that if he gets the ball with a chance to tie or win, he's just going to come through. He's I, I just think all these games that they should lose when they're playing like shit, they just continue to win. I sort of see that as a positive that they're still able to grind these out. And yeah, like like not only like I like the points in general, but I do think. I just like Philly at at home to do this. Like neutral field in the playoffs or at San Fran, maybe a different story. But yeah, th- this this is not the time yet. I hope we'll see. I gotta I gotta say, you know, it's just he is a. You're right. He knows how to win. And if only he had gotten that opportunity to try a game winning drive and you know the Super Bowl. That who who knows what would have happened. Yeah. Don't don't get me started. Um. All right. All right. So I guess I should go. I should go now. The the line that I was saying that like kind of I was like, oh, I'm surprised about that line. And so I think I feel like I want to make an opinion here on it. Um, it was the Broncos at the Texans. Texans by three and a half. Um, I gotta be. I I don't know what to make of this. I mean, I I was I was looking at that Browns Broncos game. And I wanted to bet it. I want, but I was like, I just don't know. You know, I was like, I don't know if Denver is really that good. You know, Russell Wilson, he gets into tight spots and he starts to kind of get into his like panic mode. And he starts to like, he does like a bad impersonation of Patrick Mahomes. And he tries to, he tries to make things happen. Occasionally it works out. Occasionally it's like, oh, well, that was good. Um, But just as often it doesn't work out. Um, And, I was just surprised that they were, you know, underdogs to Houston. I mean, I just think that people are kind of obsessed with Houston a little bit. I, I mean, I know that they're good, but I also look at coaching, and I think that just Sean Payton, I like him. I like D'Amico Ryan a lot. I do. But getting more than a field goal as the Broncos, who are the best, they're the best team in the Amer- in the AFC right now. Uh, Houston's coming off that loss. They almost won it, right on the on the doink field goal miss. Yep. But I like the points. I think I'll probably take Denver in that one. I'm on it. I'm on it with you. I'm on it with you. Um, that makes me feel. I better. will say it's been it's been weird to see all the Russell Wilson love, considering I think he's top 200 yards like twice this entire season. Uh, that offense looks like sort of a slog. And I think like you, you described it perfectly. Like I've never seen anybody the, the same way Mahomes always seems to roll out of pressure to the clean side and get a first down with his legs. Every like key third down, I feel like Russell Wilson always rolls into a 15 yard sack um, and uh, a drive killing effort there. But the defense has been playing out of control. And I sort of like, like you was very drawn to the the half point there. Like, I just think this, this because of the defense is a field goal win. I wouldn't be surprised if the Texans win it because of the better offense, but I like the defense to keep it within a field goal. So if, if it's the half point that's, that's there, that's why, that's why I love it. Yeah. All right. Nice. What about Eddie? What's Eddie's opinion on this? I mean, uh, Kev, what's your opinion on this? 
on this game yeah i i um i looked at this one for a while i I did want to be on the broncos um if i was going to take a side i would be on them um i'm just like yeah i'm not a huge believer in in the texans and and what they've done so far this year and i don't think that they should be favored by that much i just um yeah russell wilson just scares me he just i i I just don't um i don't trust him to sort of make the the right decisions if it it comes down to a close game at the end i think that it it being three and a half makes me feel a little bit better and i I think probably you guys are on the right side in terms of them just losing by less than a field goal but i don't know he just he scared me enough to the point where i kind of stayed away so that's fair he's he is a he is a roll of the dice for sure All right, Ash, you want to go again and catch up? You got another one or you want me to go? Uh, let me see. Do I have another one? Put me on the spot. I thought I'd have a little bit of time to, no, to I'll digest. Do, I'll, I'll do it then. Okay. Um, so, Kev, you and I were talking offline, and I was telling you that I just can't quit one particular team, and I think I think you said that you knew which one it was. Are, are you time to reveal that, that guess right there? Yeah, I think we're on the same side. Um... I I've been very high on the other side for most of this year. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to go back to the well one more time with Seattle. Um, That's it on the road against Dallas, just, just with the huge spread nine points. I think um, I like them to be able to keep it close in that game. Prime time standalone game tomorrow night. Um, And, and I don't know if you've looked at the rest of Seattle's schedule, but it's not, uh, not easy. So for them, if if their playoff chances are going to be, any type of realistic goal. Um, this is almost, I think, a, like a must win for them. Um, so I expect them to come out strong and, and put up a good performance and, and definitely keep it within the nine points. So we'll see. Yep, that's that's what I'm on right there. Uh, I've loved this team all year. They just won't stop screwing me. This is it right here. Like not This is the last time I'm going to wager on them if they lose. Uh, I would not be surprised given their recent form if this is like 42 to 14 going into the fourth quarter and I'm sort of trying to do math to see like how many points I need to get within nine. Um, so we'll see. But it's just a lot of points for for a standalone game with, you know, what should be a desperate team. Uh, my my galaxy brain says that I think the Cowboys have come out of the bye like ultra pass heavy and Dak has been playing amazing, but I sort of think that's the way, like the only way Seattle could stop Dallas is if they sort of throw the ball a ton. Like Seattle's got a great secondary that I think can match up with the Dallas skill players. Um, teams have just sort of been grinding it out and running it all over them like San Fran did last week. So uh, I would hope Dallas keeps that same game plan. And, and like I said, this could this could be a, just a touchdown loss for for Seattle. And give me just one cover, please. Please. All right. Love it. All right. We're done. And you're on, you're on mute. Yes. Oh, here I am. Yeah. That Seattle team. Yeah. So, you, so Kev, you like them to, to cover that nine, that eight and a half or nine? I do. I do. But I, yeah, I think that they, they, if they want to make the playoffs, they, they probably need to win this game. Um, Like I said, their, their schedule is just, I, I don't remember exactly who they have for the rest of the season, but I remember looking at it earlier today and they, they just, play a bunch of good teams so they got to find some wins um over the next few weeks if they if they want to make the playoffs so i expect them to come out pretty pretty strong tomorrow night 
these these Very next close. three are fantastic. Dallas, San Fran, Philly for them. Yeah. Uh, and that's yeah. just yeah. like that is literally the three best teams in the league. So we'll see. Trying, trying stretch. God, I'm like still a believer in that team, even though they've like just proven me wrong every week. Like I still just I really like that the build of that team. Matthew and I got into a bit of a argument over Thanksgiving dinner. It's my cousin Matt Jose. When I had made the claim, this was actually at my uh, sister's wedding. I was, I'd had a few to drink and I had made the claim. Geno Smith is now a Super Bowl caliber winning quarterback. And I take that back. I would like to revoke that. And actually that's not it. That's actually not what I said. I'm going to immediately correct the record. I said that some quarterbacks take more time to develop than others. And there's generally this like pressure and expectation that, if a guy can't do it in his rookie year, then he can't do it at all. You know, and like think about like Bryce Young right now versus CJ Stroud. I think that there is some quarterbacks and like Gino's one of them. Baker is another. They're much, much better now than when they came into the league. They still can't win Super Bowls, I don't think. But I do think like a guy like Kirk Cousins currently has the makeup where, I, you know, if he's on the right team, I could see him having the composure to win it all. And that was not who Kirk Cousins was for like the first seven years of his career those are two very different statements right there that you yeah i know i had it that's why i corrected the record quickly (laughs) see i i'm of like i put i put gino like squarely in that kirk cousins zone of like not super bowl winning quarterbacks but quarterbacks that you can win a super bowl with almost like they will not lead you to the promised land but i don't think gino has that i think kirk does but yeah. I think Gino is a, is a step behind. Like it's been it's been but disappointing. It, but if you think about Gino, like the start of Gino's career was just absolutely. I mean, he was on the Jets, Rash. but like it's just had absolutely horrific to like to to now where he's he's come. He's definitely improved. You know, again, I don't I don't know if he's Super Bowl winning caliber, but he's a top half QB in the league, probably for sure. Right? Yeah, for yeah. sure, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought I really thought he was going to take a bigger leap than this. I been disappointed this year considering the skill players they have but like i said i still like the ceiling for me on this team like it just has at some important spots they have some blue chippers and i just like i like sort of like the live bullet of just a talented team but i mean they're done if they go zero and three here so my, my my talk could be very cheap but whatever all right kev i think me and you were ex- are exhausted yeah, i think quite, co- I think quite common. all right so it's- are, are we picking? This is the last round here, so we just pick three each. You've got me and me and Kev are out. We got our five. You got three more to go. Oh, I've got to pick three more. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You got the cards. So when and you say I'm on it with you, that means like okay. So let me see here. All right. Unless you're, so unless you're, unless unless you're on some of those for the official record. Yeah, I like. I had. I added the Jets. You kind of. You got to put me on the Jets. Yeah. Oh, so we're we're like. Are we locking these in? This is us like locking them in. They'll be in the newsletter yeah. tomorrow morning. Yeah. Okay, I, I I was on the I was on the Niners. Okay. Um, another one that jumped out at me. Let's see here. So who do I have now? Now that I've added those, I've got Cardinals, the Broncos, Broncos, Jets, 49ers. Okay. These might not necessarily be the five that I bet this week, but that's okay. Just for the newsletter the fifth, record. The fifth one. Oh, this means a lot. Is the Panthers at the Bucks? Oh, I like the I like the Panthers there. I know oh, it's ugly. Yes. 
But, you know, I think there's this thing, right? When a team loses the head coach, yep. you got All new right. blood. There's there's actually like kind of a cathartic moment for these teams. And I, I think that, you know, losing Frank Reich, that I think hurt players like Frank Reich a lot. I was a little surprised that they cut him loose, to be completely honest. But I think that like there is going to be this like energy around them to say like, okay, like let's go and see what we can actually do now. The Bucks aren't that good. They're old. They're injured. I don't know what has gone on with Chris Godwin and like where he went, but um, yeah, I think again, like five and a half is a nice spread. So I'll take the Panthers with my fifth and final selection. All that a hold your breath pick, right? Or hold your nose. (laughs) Just have it. Yeah. Just to watch those two teams. And like, yeah, the Bucks, they stink. Like, I guess the Panthers could win that one outright, you know? Like that wouldn't surprise me. I don't think that would surprise anybody. The new the new coach smell is a real thing, I think. Raiders yeah. a couple of weeks ago or for these last couple yep. of weeks, like frisky with it with without McDaniels. Like you could be right there, but man, that team looks like as far I keep almost getting frustrated that the Patriots are bad in a year where there are also like other horrendous teams because in most years this Patriots team would be like the worst team in the league almost. And now but I keep thinking, like I keep thinking worked. that the Patriots, or like in a couple previous weeks, that they're like a step above the, and then like the they're Patriots so just continue, they continue yeah. to sink like lower, and now like the number of teams that I think are worse just keeps getting fewer and fewer each yeah. week. Who do you actually think is worse than the Patriots? The, I have, just, I have exactly two Pan- teams. Just oh. the Panthers, I think. I think the Panthers and the Cardinals are the only two teams worse, even though the Cardinals might be like friskier this year. I think yeah. they're more pieces away from being like a legit team, but yeah, the Panthers are clearly <laughs> the worst. At least the Cardinals have a QB. I guess. I like Kyler. I yeah, I like he's Kyler. really fun to watch, but man, like his his mental makeup, like is <laughs> has not exactly been raved about in his his career so far. That's very true. That's very true, but. You know, again, these guys do get better over time. And he's one of those who could definitely continue to improve. And he's got so many natural gifts. I mean, he's a, yeah. he's bigger than you think, too, right? Like, he's not – what's Bryce is, like, what, 5'9 or something? Yeah, like Bryce is, like, tiny, tiny. At least Kyler has, like, some, like, athletic to him. And he's 220, right? Yeah, something like that. That's, you know, 220 feels like heavy, but, like, he's not – like, Bryce looks tiny. On the fields, Kyler doesn't look tiny, tiny. We'll right. see. We'll see what they can do on Sunday. Yeah, that's that's a big balls pick right there. I like it. <laughs> um, all right, yeah, you'll you'll be uh, you'll be in the guest archive. Like I will at some point get around to totaling up our guest our guest record to see if we've been out percentage. But as of uh, has any has any guest ever gone five and zero? No five and zeros, yeah. four and ones. Yeah, no, we, we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we had our first guest. Tom went five. Oh, that's nine. right. That's first right. first guest we ever had on for the NFL picks was that's the only, awesome. only five and zero. Yeah, but yeah, we've had some four and ones. Well, I will. I will hope you go four and one and get that 49ers pick wrong. But otherwise, you know, I wish you. <laughs> I wish us all the best of luck. I'm in I'm in desperate need here. So I'm actually glad I'm common with you guys. And this won't this won't shine through on the podcast audio version, but I have we have never had a guest that is um 
changed rooms and scenes for the and literally the entire <laughs> podcast. I hope it wasn't this disorienting man, for you. He has not been in the same room for more than 10 seconds. Oh my and he that is, looks that looks good, man. He's cooked a delicious Thanks. steak as well. He's showing it to us right now. The concentration yeah. has honestly been incredible to move, to cook, to be in front of an open flame for a little bit there. <laughs> an impressive effort. I appreciate it. Yeah, my uh concentration is never undivided. Nice, nice. Well, S, I appreciate you coming on, man. You got anything else before you get out of here? I know, like, if you haven't already, subscribe to the the Sharps Cover Substack. Yeah, shameless plug, right? Tools. Yeah, dude, plug, plug Sharps our Cover. I know you got a lot. Sharps Cover Football. Um, yeah, subscribe. We do a weekly recap of the games. I gotta say, I love that you guys do this. This is a very fun way to think through the bets of the week, and. Uh, you know, if you ever want to have me on again, depending on how I go, be happy to come back. And very much looking forward to the golf season because if I don't have a feel on football, I definitely don't have a feel on golf. All right. We got you for that. We didn't touch on it, but I'm sure we will next week. But like Tiger Woods back in action tomorrow. So like, yeah, yeah. golf is about to he get looks, real again. He looks like he's in shape. You know, I, I can't speak to his playing abilities, but he at least looks like he's been still keeping up with himself i was watching him a little bit today in the, in the practice round yeah he always he always looks huge but he said he's gonna play five to six times or uh, once a month so like, once a month yeah that would be unbelievable he said he wasn't yeah, he looks, anymore he looks almost like more jacked than i've ever uh, seen too like yeah. The, yeah the arms look big right yeah he's training with the seals again Oh, that would be that'd be unfortunate for him because that cannot. Forty-seven <laughs> year old, his his thirty-five year old body couldn't handle that. You can't be doing that at forty-seven, man. All right, dude. This is fun, man. Enjoy, uh, enjoy your steak. Yeah, oh, I will. Thank, yeah. Thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for time. having me, fellas. Yeah, All this right. was awesome. All right, peace.